0: It's Dothan High School Wolf Football on your home for great country legends, 96.9 The Legend. And now it's the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show.
1: Hello everyone and welcome into the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show. I am Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Wolves Football right here on 96.9 The Legend. Each week, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert sit down with Dothan Wolves head coach Jed Kennedy to look back at the previous game and preview the upcoming opponent. Tonight, Coach Kennedy will review the Dothan Wolves' 59-14 victory over the Carroll High Eagles last week and preview the 7A Region 2 opener with the Percy Julian Phoenix for tomorrow night. We're going to take a short break, but when we return, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert will be joined by head coach Jed Kennedy right here on 96.9 The Legend.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show here on 96 9, the legend and coach. Uh, a week ago, uh, almost a week ago now, first game opening. Carroll again last year was a um, 42 to 14 win when we went to Carroll. This year, 59 to 14. Just kind of your first impressions of uh, the first game of the year.
2: You know, it was, you know, I think number one, I still think Carroll's a good football team. I talked to, coach Plott before the game and he was, um, you know, thought they were going to be, you know, about what they were last year, probably a little bit better. I think um, obviously we we, we jumped on them early. Um, That can be hard to come back from. It just, it just got out of hand, Um, or I should say got away from them right off the bat. I mean, they had, I think six turnovers in the first half and I challenged our kids to come out fast. We did that. And, uh, you know, I think we're able to Anytime you can get a win, regardless of who you play, it's a good thing. We we're excited about that. Saw some things that we did really good and um, saw some things that we got to get better at as we move into to region play. But, you know, we're sitting here 1-0 and a week later, and, uh, you know, now the goals will be the 2-0. and
1: Coach, uh, one thing we talked about, obviously, you guys did come out fast, and one of the things you said you wanted to do was contain the quarterback, Cole, and, and you did on the running game. Uh, I tell you what, he threw some strikes, though. He threw some pinpoint passes. I thought that we had good coverage, and they made some good catches. But as far as keeping him contained, I thought we did a good job of turning back inside, and we were pursuing. And that made a big part on defense, I know. Made him stand in the pocket, which he did well. He kind of stepped up in the middle and threw, but we seemed to be in the passing lane several times.
2: Yeah, you know, he you know he had two long passes on us. Both were great coverage, and the kid just made um, – Unbelievable catch. I mean, both of those, I'd take the same situation again. Like I said, I think, you know, anytime you make, you force them to throw it up over top to the outside, the advantage is going to be with the defense. Their kid just made um, two great catches and two great throws. But our big thing was if, if, if we, if we stopped him with his legs, we thought we had a really good chance to be successful on defense. And he did that. You know, our, our, our number one defense didn't give up any points on Friday night. Um, seven of them were, we're on a pick six. The other seven went against our second group when they went in there. So certainly um, was a good night for them and gave them something to build upon.
0: Coach, kind of follow up on, on Ken's question. Looks like he tried to throw out the flats the first few times, and you had you know Gabe um, Gabe Smith playing an excellent job, got a good interception there, and then all of a sudden, like Ken said, they tried to he started to start you know started throwing downfield. So you kind of. You feel like y'all took that away from them—that outside wing little uh, flip pass that they tried to start out with to get the ball. I, I know Pearson's their big running back, and he's a—he's a good runner, runs the ball well. Trying to get the ball in his hands and his or Co, but seems like y'all kind of took that out of the out of their arsenal.
2: We did, you know. We, um, you know, I thought that you know they were going to try to get the ball to the perimeter. Our defensive coaches did a great job as far as you know taking that away in their quick pass game. You know, and I think, you know, as you know, we talk about it all the time, it's hard to simulate things in practice. And I really think our speed defensively um, kind of caught them off guard a little bit. We had, uh, um, you know, I, I, as I talked with you guys last week, I think that was going to be a strength of ours is, you know, we can be running back end. And I think those things are really hard to simulate. And our defense came out fast. And when they tried their quick screens to the outside, you know, we pursued to it really, really fast and right off the bat. And, um, you know, I think when you know, we kind of took that part of their game plan away and, you know, made them go at us inside with their read option game. I think that, you know, it just uh, um, really, I think, led, it, led their hand to us.
1: Coach, one thing um, I noticed, and, and you, you can blame me because I think we were well into the second quarter, and I said, Jerry, I'm going to knock on wood if you noticed. We haven't seen any flags yet on either side. And within about three plays, there was a flag. Now, it was on Carroll. I think it wasn't all, I think they lined up all side, but the discipline, and we've talked about this last year of, of from the from the point that you guys step on the field, the way you warm up, everything you do, but the discipline I thought within the game uh, as far as no penalties and just assignments, I, I thought that was a well-coached football team.
2: Well, we take great pride in that. You know, we uh, we talk about as a program, there's not little things, there's just details. And if we pay attention to the details in practice, those things will carry over to the game. And, uh, you know, I thought the officials did a good job of both groups just letting us play. I don't think any coach wants to see a lot of flags. They want to see, you know, kids be allowed to play. We did that. And uh, our kids played hard and they played smart. And hopefully that's something we continue to to do the rest of the season.
0: Well, Coach, I'm going to ask my next question around defense. We talked about the secondary a good bit, so kind of, kind of your thoughts on how well that defensive line performed on um, Friday night. When you, you look at the, you know, the guys like, uh, you know, Marcus Myers at linebacker, but you look at Ezekiel Scott and, and you look at uh, uh McKeel low. I mean, it looks like and and I don't want to leave out a barrel, you know, it looks like they played a heck of a game kind of up the middle from tackle to tackle Friday night.
2: Yeah. You know, Ezekiel Scott's a great D line. He's a great pass rusher. Um, so that, you know, certainly when, when, when they had to throw the football when they couldn't run it, um, kind of fit into his, his skill set. Michael lowe was a very good junior for us, and he's, you know, 10 times better now as a senior. Um, you know, Zay at nose tackle was a great surprise for us. We've seen flashes of it um, in the spring and flashes in the fall. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that you know, we've got to continue to build depth there, and he's going to have to play for us. And let's put it this way, he had his best night Friday that we've seen you know, in the last four weeks. So that was certainly exciting to see, but we've got to continue to build depth. Um, you know, we look at, you know, Jaden Leap took snaps for us last year. Um, he's going to have to, um, you know, build depth, depth depth for us there. He's a, you know, a very good athlete. You know, he's down about 40 pounds from last year. So going to have to play it a little bit differently. And that's going to look at a couple of our offensive guys that can come over there and spill some time. Um, for those guys on defense, you know, just you know, D line is one of those positions where you've got to play, you know, four or five kids every game. It's you don't go out there with the starter, you know, and they get play the whole game. It's just the way the position is. So that's certainly something that we're going to have to, you know, we talked about in our staff meeting we just had as far as some guys, but continue to build depth there. But but those three guys did a great job, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage. But as we know, we're going to see better offensive lines as we move forward.
1: Coach, I'll flip that and let's go to the offensive uh line side. I think Carroll did a pretty good job of, of plugging up the middle. Now they had the guy the the kid that played both ways, the big nose guard, well over three hundred pounds, and he he pretty much clogged up the middle. Peterson had some tough yards in there with, with a lot of the carries and the other guys had some of the big plays. But I think even with, with Peterson, there were a couple of shoestring tackles. I know he was frustrated. It was easily would have been a 30-, 40-yard touchdown run, and that happened to him a couple of times where he tried to bounce it outside. But uh, what about offensive line and that blocking there in the middle?
2: You, you know, I think it's a work in progress um, in a good way. You know, uh, you know we, we sat two returning starters, um, got some minor injuries that we're trying to get back, Lewis Snell. And Chris Gibson, both of those started. Chris started all 12 games for us last year. I think Lewis started seven or eight games. Lewis is a kid who's been offered by App State. So probably our best offensive lineman. But, you know, I think one of our things, it's, it's about building depth and uh, allowed us to do that. Um, started a couple sophomores. Started Mike Williams at outside tackle. He's a just a phenomenal athlete, 6'5", 260 pounds. Um, to be honest with you, for a size, maybe one of the best athletes on our team. But, uh, you know, they did a good job. We got to play, um, you know, better and with better pad level and those things. But as far as, you know, I I think that, you know, when when we we want to compare it to where we finished last year. But, you know, if you look at that was week 12. And when you compare where we were week one last year to where we were week one, you know, the other night, we were actually a little farther ahead, probably Thursday night than we were last year. So we'll continue to build it. We got a great group of coaches over there and coached by Zunes and coach Hanson. And, uh, you know, I know they got a list of things that they want to work on this week and, um, you know, look forward to have them playing better against Lee than they did against Carol.
0: Coach, I'll, I'll keep it back on Lewis Snell. I, I saw him in the boot. I think, uh, Thursday night, any update of when, maybe he may see some action or maybe just, just maybe when he may come out of the boot.
2: Yeah. Potentially a week, he could be back. Um, You know, it's just an ankle injury. Um, You know, Now they put those kids in boot to take the pressure off it. The issue is when you're a big kid like that, you know, you get up and walk, that's just a lot of weight on your ankle, so they put them in a boot. So, um, you know, things are looking good, like he's going to be able to play, you know, tomorrow against Lee. Um, If he doesn't, you know, we've got some other kids that have taken snaps. Um, Chris actually could have played against Carroll. We thought we'd sit him one more week just to make sure he's healthy. You know, I try to, you know, look at this as a marathon, not a sprint. I know our season wasn't going to be decided against uh, Carroll, that it was just a step in the process. So, uh, you know, just kind of made that decision last week to sit those guys. But, you know, look forward to having both those guys back here uh, this week.
1: Coach, you mentioned depth, and um, and Jerry and I talked about it. It's really good to see, you know, it hit us there in the second half. You got, got to play a lot of players. And, uh, you know, we're calling names from running back like Vickers and and Lee Wright that we were used to calling last year and the year before. And, you know, it hit us the depth of that uh, backfield and special uh, players that you have. And that's, uh, I think that's just a huge benefit uh, as you look down the road having those guys.
2: Well, we've got great depth in some positions and obviously skills. Our offensive skill is one of those. Um, We've got some good depth at linebacker. We didn't have that last year. And the thing I love about depth is, to me, the number one way to, to be successful is to have great competition. And those guys know if they have a bad day, there's someone else we can put in there. Um, like you talked about, TJ Vickers started for us last year at slot in the game against Carroll's. a sophomore, didn't start this year. Um, but he's a great team player, works hard. Um, his time will come, maybe sooner than later. You never know. But, uh, you know, I think we had seven or eight different guys carry the ball on um, Thursday night. And, you know, something we continue to do.
0: Coach, one thing we, we talked about a little bit last week, but not not much, and then was able to see him make the transition Thursday night, and that's, and that's Zach Walker going from offense to defense. Uh, it didn't take, but maybe a series, I don't even know, Ken, if it even took that long to see Zach start performing at, at a level that, you know, going from one side of the ball to the other. A little bit to talk about, you know, I, we, we talked last week about the move, but just talk about how his development's coming along on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Well, he's one of our best players. Um, there's no doubt about that, regardless of where he plays. Um, I'm a believer that you, you got to be able to play great defense. You have to be able to get stops. We knew with the depth we had with running back, with, you know, people like, you know, A.J. Alexander and Anthony Brooks coming up to be able to play offense that, that you know, we, we, we had people to fill in to, to play the spot he did, but we really needed to, to get better at the outside linebacker position from last year. And, uh, you know, he's a big, strong, physical kid. He's a great athlete. Um, And I thought, you know, he played well for the most part on Thursday. And and it was, I mean, just as he continues to get more snaps on that side of the ball, you know, he's just going to get better and better.
1: Coach, I had jotted down to to ask you about the heat. It didn't seem to be too big of an issue, but it just popped in my mind. We can't not uh, talk about Thursday night's game and talk about how well Sam Broadway played and just pinpoint accuracy seemed like for most. I mean, good decisions. I thought he did a really good job Thursday night.
2: Yeah, you know, number one, you know, just talking about the heat. Uh, what's crazy was, I don't it really wasn't even that bad. Um, you know, we talked about, we thought we played some games that were actually a little bit warmer last year than what uh, it was Friday. And our trainers did a great job. Tate Fowler does an awesome job. I mean, the water, what we did all week to kind of like I told our kids, if we prepare for it all week, it won't be an issue. If we wait to get ready for it on, on, on Wednesday night, it's going to be an issue. And and Justin Jones kind of leaves it, leads that part of our program with Coach Fowler as far as getting our kids ready. Um, and, you know, Sam was good. You know, we've talked about all along. We've got to be able to throw the football. Number one, we've got good skilled kids on the perimeter that, you know, Jalen Corbett, Jaden Barnes, um, Donovan Jones, all players that, you know, are, are really good when they get the ball in their hands, but we have to get the ball in their hands. And, uh, um, you know, Sam was six for eight, you know, uh, did a great job. And, and as we get better at throwing the football, it's going to get people out of the box. We have the ability to run the football. So, um, I certainly thought, you know, if it was a game that was, if someone had to say what type of grade I'd give Sam, I'd give him a B, um, you know, um, probably because I don't give A's, but uh, he had a he had a he had a good week one, and uh, you know, just need him to continue to get better at that. Uh, I should say continue to grow on that and develop from that game, and just get better each week.
1: Yeah, know he had the pick six. I, I'm not sure if it was tipped at the line. I know it was kind of contact about the time the ball got to and kind of popped yeah, up. Yeah, that
2: was Ke- Keon Brooks actually threw that. Um, not oh, Sam. that's right. So,
1: okay, okay. So we had
2: you know we're working you know um, Keon Brooks, Anthony Brooks. Um, And uh, Anthony, you know, great athlete, plays all over, plays defense for us, you know, um, great at running the football. um, And and he's really good at our short passing game. That call was on me. We didn't have anybody enough, you know, hats to cover the five technique blitzing off the end. And, you know, the guy was open. But as soon as Anthony threw it, he got hit. Ball got tipped in the air. So, again, that's not uh, that, that one's not on Anthony. That one's on me.
0: Coach, I know it's early in the year, and I know you have a certain schedule during the week for players. Thursday night, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a little different because you had to get ready. Then, but you had Friday off. What did this week look like for the team? And and kind of a, a pre meal, I, I, I just heard as I was leaving the stadium. I think that uh, uh, the the Broadway, I think maybe fed the team after the game Friday, or Thursday night. Excuse me, but kind of going forward, what's that look like toward the end of the week? for the Wolves as they get ready to, especially, this. let's say, tomorrow when they travel to uh, to Montgomery. Well, we
2: bring bring our kids in on Sunday from 5 to 7, lift weights, walk through install for the next week, practice Monday after school, Tuesday after school. Wednesday we practice in class and after school. Um, By that point, things are kind of in, as we say, the haze in the barn. Thursday is a review day, Um, you know, where we're going to walk through in class Thursday night after school. We go eat at a local church, and uh, we, we, we switch different churches every week. Tonight's meal is at um, Church of Crossing with Pastor Doughty. Um, been a supporter here for a long time, so we eat at 10 different churches every week. Certainly thankful for that. We'll leave school tomorrow. Our kids get out at 1 o'clock. We'll feed our kids, and then we'll about 2.30 start our venture up to um, Crampton Bowl. I'm not one of those people that that thinks that, you know, you got to have a – you know, be there, you know, get these kids out at nine o'clock in the morning. I think anytime you can keep their schedule as close to possible, you can. And then, you know, we'll play the game. We'll feed them afterwards. We'll come home. They're off on Saturday. Typically, we bring them back in on Sunday. Um, But because, because of, you know, the holiday weekend, we'll give them Sunday off. But it'll be a long day on Monday getting ready for, obviously, a really good Auburn football team.
0: All right, well, that's the first time of our Jed Kennedy Coaches Show. We talked about the game against Carroll High School Eagles. When we come back after this short break, we'll talk about tomorrow's night's game against the Percy Julian Fiery Phoenix, which is going to be hard for me, which is formerly known as Lee. You've been listening to the Jed Kennedy Coaches (laughs) Show here on 96.9 The Legend. Welcome back to the second half of the Coach Jed Kennedy Coaching Show here on 96.9. And, Coach, tomorrow night the team travels up to Crampton Bowl to play the first Region 2 7A matchup. And, and Coach, you and I, and Ken, and, and even Phillip's talked a lot about, you know, you, you, there's no break, really. You get into area play, region play pretty quickly and, and getting ready for tomorrow night's game. Uh, kind of your, your first uh, impression of uh, Percy Jordan, the new – the new, uh, used to be Lee, formerly Lee, as they played, I think, uh, Saturday night?
2: Well, you know, obviously, you know, they looked a lot like Lee. They had Lee uniforms on. And we watched them play. They're athletic. I mean, got a great running back. The quarterback's back from last year. They got two receivers, um, you know, that would obviously play on any team around. Um, you know, they had 55 kids suit up. I think that's an advantage we have. Their best players, their middle linebacker also plays fullback on offense. I think that, you know, I think it's one of those teams that, you know, if you let them sniff around and you let them, you know, their athletes run wild, it's, it's going to be a long night for us. It's one of those. The second side of it is if we play assignment football and, and and take care of our business, you know, I'd like to think that we can go up there and and play well and and get a region win. But, you know, as you know, you talk about our region. I mean, you know, Hoover beat. You know what's the you know one of the top teams in the state in Hoover last week um, Central C- Phoenix City beat Hewitt Trussville top five team in the state out out of out of that region so our region's tough uh, it, it, it's like the SEC West if we think we're just going to show up and win we're not going to um, so we got to play well we've got to uh, you know play disciplined football and and really if if you take who we're playing Friday out of it. We, we've got to continue to get better each week and we've got to continue to build this thing. Um, you know, we follow, follow up, you know, tomorrow night's game with Auburn and Prattville. If if, if we don't continue to build this and, and be better when we step off the field this Friday than we were last Thursday against Carroll, you know, it just puts us back. Not that we can't gain that, 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 that ground back, but it, you know, it puts us behind the eight ball, so to say.
1: Coach, you mentioned some of their better players. I, when I think of, most of the Montgomery schools, but especially Lee, and I'm not sure why, but they've always seemed to be a bigger physical team. Maybe not so much in in the athletic sense, but they always seem to be really large on the offensive and defensive line. How does that look for them this year?
2: Well, they're big. You know, they've got a left tackle that's big in athletics, 6'4", 260. Um, You know, it's, you know, they'll look as good as any team, you know, in pads, you know, off the hoof. And, um, you know, they're going to have some of those kids play both ways. So you know that that's certainly whether they're Percy Julian or they're Lee, you know they're going to look exactly the same and the same type of kids.
0: Of course, coach. Last week they beat the uh, Lanier, Lanier. like you said, probably one of the one of the largest rivalry uh, teams against one another in the state of Alabama. Twenty-one nothing. So so they gave up no points on defense. So. What does that look like uh, kind of against the offense that, uh, that, that we, how we performed last Thursday night against, against Carroll?
2: Well, I think they're physical. Um, you know, they, their linebackers are going to run, they're going to try to play man to man all over the place, you know, so we've got to run some good concepts to get people open. Um, with that being said, I think them playing man can kind of um, lead us to do some things we want to do offensively. Like I, I, to me, the theme comes back to starting fast. If we start fast, we jump out on them, we're going to be fine. If we let them hang around, but the longer the game hangs around, the more it will, um, the scales will tip towards, towards Percy Julian. And and we just got to make sure that that doesn't happen.
1: Gotcha. Did notice there was a, uh, I guess a kickoff game, college game in Montgomery this weekend. I think it was an FCS game. And so there's new turf at Crampton bowl. And so that was at least something that our guys uh, playing the first game at home and on the new turf pretty well. So uh, I don't know that that's going to be a factor at all, but that's going to be, a, I guess, a a benefit to maybe a little bit faster game.
2: Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, we you talk about that game, Adam Watford, our putter, punter from last year, right. he was a starting punter for UNA yesterday up at that game. So that was really cool to see. He takes great pride in that. He's a great punter. Um, so that was cool. But, yeah, you know, we'll, you know what's cr- you play on turf so much now, it's, it's what used to be a, a luxury or a special thing is kind of just – what you expect? So um, I love playing up there. I love the stadium. I think it's a um, cool thing to play in, and uh, you know, it's just that much better if we can get on that bus with a win afterwards.
0: Coach, you talk about stadium, and I, and, I, and I failed to ask the question uh, about last Thursday night, and and not giving anything away for tomorrow night's game on the road, but the next three games after that, for sure at home. What was the crowd like Thursday night uh, at Rip Hughes? Something that we're definitely going to need, like I said, nothing putting away from tomorrow night's game, but the next next three or four games are very key to, to get crowd involvement uh, back at Rip Hughes.
2: Well, the crowd was awesome. You know, we can um, – it was just an unbelievable. We thought if we played on a Thursday night and kind of kick off in the wiregrass, that would help draw some people out who just want to watch football and uh, – you know, it was an awesome crowd. They were into it. Our student section was great, as always. And, uh, you know, as, as we come home here, you know, for the next three games after tomorrow night's game against Percy Julian, I mean, we go Auburn, Prattville, Smith Station, all region games. Um, people know the tradition that Prattville has. Um, Auburn's probably going to be a top two or three team in the state by that point after beating Hoover. Uh, so we're certainly going to need uh, Dothan out in full force to cheer on the Wolves.
1: Coach, one other thing that we noticed uh, Thursday night, I think, and, and it was in the second half, maybe second or third series, as we were watching, y'all were huddling on the sideline, preparing to go in on offense, and we are always trying to figure out who's going out. And we saw some of the first-team guys, and Jerry and I think, well, they're going to run the first team here and try them maybe one series. And then we realized, no, it was some of the, the ones that were out there really encouraging the guys going out. I think maybe Broadway and Peterson, and they were – High fiving and, and and basically saying go get them. And I just thought that was a great uh, a great leadership moment from from those guys out there.
2: Well, We pride ourselves in having a great culture here where we care about each other, and um, doesn't matter who's in the field, just want great things to happen um, and, and cheer on other people's successes. And I noticed that also, and um, certainly um, something we talked to the players about at the team meeting on Sunday when we came in, and again just something that you know we've got to continue to you know, just continue to promote and um, make special for our team. And, you know, every those kids who went out there in that second group, their time in this program is going to come. And, uh, you know, so to me those were valuable snaps that they got uh, last Thursday.
0: Well, Coach, I, I, I'm going to ask one more question, and it's confusion to us, and I, and I hope that what is confusing to our listeners is it was to us, but the last playback of the other night – Going into half, uh, we were confused. We didn't understand how to call it. But what happened? Was it a touchdown? Was it fourth down or what? We couldn't see any any sideline judge making a decision until I went over and then we saw Coach Plot actually give the touchdown uh, signal. So can you tell us real quick about that that play?
2: Yeah. So on third down, Tamarian was out of bounds um, with about five seconds left, I think, um, or so. So it might have been less than that. I think it might have been two or three seconds left. We ran a play. A.J. Alexander scored, but like you, never even signaled it. You know, we just – we knew he crossed the line, so we sent our field goal extra point unit out on there. And then I know Coach Plot Carroll didn't think he scored. That's when he gave it up. So it, it was a touchdown. Um, but you know, the, the score clock didn't change right away either, but I knew it must have been good because they were having us kick an extra point. So um, that, that's kind of how that thing played out.
1: That's the only thing that gave it away, Coach. We, we thought, well, maybe we the scoreboard had it wrong and it was just third down and now we were going to kick the field goal. And I said, but no, we're, we're, we're kicking it from the three. And if it, if it was down, it would have been like the half-yard line at the most. And that's when we you realized, don't mean, I said, we, no, we, I think we, it's a touchdown. We would have
2: went for it if it was. I can promise you that. <laughs> we a field goal from the half-yard line.
0: <laughs> well, you've been listening to the second week of the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show here on 96.9. And if you cannot make a trip to Crampton Boat tomorrow night, Tune in to Ken and I and Philip. Philip will have a slew of scores during the halftime uh, score show, and also he will wrap up our show with all the scores around the region and around the state, especially around the wiregrass. You've been listening to the Jeff Kennedy Coaches Show here on 96.9 The Legend.